Welcome to the Game Under Repair podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be playing our agree-disagree game. Pat is going to be asking us some questions that we haven't heard before, and we're going to give you our takes on how much we agree or disagree with what he's saying. Uh, we think it's a pretty fun game because all the questions he's going to be asking are things that pretty much every golfer can relate to. We hope you enjoy. time for everyone's favorite segment kind of have a list of mild kind of cold mild the hot takes just going to get everyone to have some input but starting kind of cold it's kind of like a cold take but do you guys agree that you shouldn't be allowed to play tips without a single digit handicap i i would say disagree and i'll say why after after everybody else says theirs i would also say disagree and I will also say why later. I think you should be able to play them no matter what. It, it, it's, your, it, it's your discretion. I think it should be recommended not to play the tips unless you're a single-digit handicap just because it's probably not going to be that exciting or, like, fun in general. But, like, I think ultimately what it comes down to is, like, pace of play. Like if you're playing from the tips and also playing slow as shit, like, you 100% shouldn't be allowed to do that. But I think that's more of a pace of play thing, not uh, playing from the tips. My reasoning is sometimes people don't have single-digit handicaps, can drive the ball very far, but if they don't play from the tips, they never hit anything besides like a 9-iron or in because they can hit the ball 300 yards and they need to get better at middle irons, not just on par fives. I agree with that. Also, you can. there are some courses that are pretty short even from the tips yeah. too. So I think, yeah, I mean, that's a probably a fair. So I think we're all in agreement here. I think we should... should allow you to play from the tips no matter what and it's definitely a pace let's play, play fast that's put yeah play definitely fast. a pace of play yeah that's my take too i think it's you can play whatever as long as you're not taking forever next one is kind of it's kind of personal so if the tee box isn't level then the course is poorly managed do you guys agree all right this is <laughs> i i will say i don't know i really want to say agree here but like i'm le- i'm gonna say i agree I'll say disagree for now. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think that it is super frustrating when you're on a, on a course that doesn't have level tee boxes. And I, we play it, the one we play it all the time, doesn't have level tee boxes. So like this, this is something that we, we feel very often. But I would say it, I agree that it is an aspect of the course is poorly maintained. Because to me, that is supposed to be you know, the smoothest, best part of every course is, you know, the tee box. And so whenever you don't have a flat, well-structured tee box, you know, it makes you kind of question, like, what else is not being focused on on this course? Or, like, or maybe they just don't give a shit and they're focusing all their energy somewhere else and the rest of the course is really nice, so. I will kind of go to what Mike is saying, that some courses that are in the affordable price range would rather focus on other aspects of the course versus the tee box. It doesn't necessarily mean the course is poorly managed. It kind of comes down to funds and how are you going to get more people to play? Sometimes there's uneven tee boxes that has nothing to do with the way the land is managed. It's like how fast grass can grow back. If you have all these clubs taking divots, 
and people aren't repairing their own divots, I feel like there are some, there's one course in Columbia, Golden Hills has that issue on a couple holes where they can't get grass to grow back, especially like number two. I think there's just like a lot of shade and I feel like it's not level, but I don't know if it's from poorly managed like without taking down a bunch of trees. Yeah, but it is frustrating though when it's not level and it's also really big. Yeah. Because then it's like, all right, if you like make it half a size and make it freaking level, like put the effort into like making it really good instead of being really big. Yeah. So there's nothing worse than handing a driver uneven on a downhill slope. So I'm gonna say I I I hate it, but like I I'm gonna agree with the take though. I think it shows that an aspect of the course is poorly maintained. I'm in line with Sam because you can have, I mean, there's tons of courses down here in Myrtle Beach where there's a lot of shade and there's a lot of rain, especially during the summer. So those areas get washed out constantly and they can't grow back. I mean, they're, they're, I can remember at, it's called the Witch down here in Myrtle Beach. There's a par three hole. It's completely shaded the entire day. It's, it's basically in a swamp. It's, it's no more than 120 yard from the tips, par three. But the entire tee box is just eroded sand from all the water washing it out. But, I mean, I, I think you can, you can go to that resource, too. You're allocating those resources to somewhere else on the course. So while that tee box may be crap, your fairways could be pure along with the greens. So are you going to discount the course on two or three tee boxes versus 18 fairways, or, you know, how many fairways and 18 greens? I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but I would rather play a course that has better fairways and greens and shittier tee boxes than the other way around. Yeah. Like if you have a shitty green and a good tee box, that is completely dumb to me. Like literally have me tee off anywhere. I don't care as long as your greens are nice. Also, I think course history matters. Like if it's under new ownership, et cetera, I think all of that plays a role into like my perception of how the tee boxes are. And price, right? And if they're charging you out the ass. Yeah. I expect expect that. But especially like, courses on the beach etc if they've just had like natural disasters in like the last two or three years like there could be other reasons but teeing off i don't really care about par three level of tee boxes but if there's a hole where like the drive is necessary to want a chance at birdie and it is like a very noticeable like above or below your feet then that's annoying i'll say the number one tee box at cobblestone that has that effect for me is number four on Garnet, the part three, uh, the, the uphill part three. Yeah, I think it's the the course and the kind of like the tier that they're advertising. Like Cobblestone, I would say is like above, like a mid to high tier course. And I think for what we pay, I mean, the course is definitely beyond reasonable. I mean, I don't know, seventy, eighty dollars. I guess it's still kind of cheap compared to like these other courses, but I don't mind it. I just Sometimes get frustrated when I'm sloping down on drives, but other than that, it's all cool. It just accentuates the fade. <laughs> yes. You can't be draw yeah. chic with a yeah. ball below your feet, so. Yeah. That's pretty much. All right, next topic. People who play their music and get wasted on golf courses should not be allowed. I'll say should disagree. Not. I'll say disagree. I haven't really experienced that. I've never seen, I, I've, I've heard people talk about it, but I've never seen it for myself. I think there's a, I think there's like the caveat I'll have with my disagreement is if your music is so loud that I can hear it like a fair way over and like we're not close to each other, then like that's a problem. But like 
if if you know if I can't hear it and I'm a hole away from you, but like I know you're playing it, like I don't care. Like I'd like, to me, golf is about going out there and having a good time. So like you know if you're getting having some drinks, maybe too many drinks, or what's the new what's the daddy sodas? Is that oh yeah, daddy sodas. <laughs> having some daddy sodas on the uh, on the course, like I don't I don't think there's a problem there as long as you know you're not disrupting somebody who may be trying to do something like fo- have a different focus on the course than getting wasted. I think if they're having a good time and they're keeping up pace of play, they're not ripping the course up and just being idiots, but they're just playing music and they've had a little too much to drink, but they aren't interfering with other people intentionally. At least I've had to tell people to turn music down before, but it was like upset excessively loud. But like I feel you, like you really could hear it like they were on the tee box on a par three and we're on the green and like they had a nice like JBL speaker that was like, yeah, I'll say also like Audie said, I, I think I've only experienced it like once where it was yeah. even close to an issue. And honestly, they do, when I when it happened for me, they realized that it was too like they realized we could hear it and they turned it like they turned down and said sorry. So it's like they were nice about it. Like, I don't know if it's country music, then honestly, probably kick them off the course. Like, yeah, as long as you're not playing weird music, my, not playing like Skrillex or something. If it's, yeah, if it's Screamo, it's like, dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy this. Like, my thing is they paid to be out there. So if they're not destroying the course, like who am I to tell them that they can't play music or like have a few drink, have more than a few drinks? They should get the this is going to be a plug for they should get something like they should get Spotify. They should all listen on the same have their own headphones in, listening together, just silent rave on the course. I think that should be the the only way they play music. I'm gonna say as long as you keep it respectful, I think you're fine. We're not sticklers here. Not to be. All right. So next one. This one's kind of people who don't repair their divots. This is kind of looking towards y'all, but you should be able to move your ball out of fairway divots if you hit into one. Agree or disagree without taking a penalty. So yeah, well, what level are we talking? Yeah, okay. I will. I have a different answer for the amateur level than pro level. So like amateur level, yeah. I agree. Pro level, I don't. I don't agree. Right. I'm. But, I'm. I'm with that same alignment. It's same too. Like if people don't put sand in their divots. Honestly, I. I think, but it's probably more prone to happen on the pro, like because they all hit so much closer gapping yeah. than amateurs do. So like, yeah. If there's money on the line, you gotta follow the rules of golf, which says you gotta play it as it lies. I think if anything else, like anything that's just very casual, I definitely don't care. And I think you should be allowed to do it. And I think if you're in a group too, you're always asking whoever you're golfing with if you can do it. Like say, like, hey, my ball's in a divot. Do you mind if I bring it out? Not just do us, it. We probably don't even ask. I think it's, it's kind of that people don't like. I think it's yeah, that gentleman's agreement or whatever. Well, yeah, once you play with somebody for so long, think, then you know. I think but. pro, I think the rules should change in pros. I think so. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Because I it's think. It's a dumb rule. It's not fair to people who tee off earlier in rounds who have a f- clear fairway and then the leaders later in the round could potentially have to hit out of somebody's divot because you can't repair it. It's like, why can't they just place it right behind the divot? It's not changing a club distance or anything. Yeah. For, for so many other of the drops that professional pros get, like I hate when a pro gets a drop from a grandstands. Yeah. So like between the two, like I'd rather give them a drop out of a divot and let them move it a couple inches over then have them blast one into the grandstands and like be stuck right up against it and be like, oh, but I get to move it to club links. Like, all right, well, if I put grandstands around all my greens, I also probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to say treat it similar to a 
sprinkler head. What's the difference? We use 2023. We're just going to use artificial grass for all golf courses. That's true. We can become the NFL and then yeah. just... Just have the rules person have a little hashtag, artificial hashtag Odell problems. You have the rules person carry around a little artificial fe- piece of turf, and when you land in a divot, you pick your ball up, you put the turf down, and you hit off of it. <laughs> Might be the move. All right, next topic. I have a feeling that we all agree on this, so this is probably a really cool take. But slow, pe- slow play is more, more on the course's fault, the management of the course, rather than the players. So it's the course, kind of like their issue, not having, kind of policing the players out there. Okay, I can see this from a couple different standpoints. One, I think tee times are grouped too close together. Eight minutes is too close, especially for average golfers, because we're typically going to be bogey to double bogey golfers. So you're talking an extra shot. Plus, we got to go find our ball in the woods. The average golfer is a 14 handicap, apparently. The average golfer uses apps to track their. Yeah, game the average time. golfer that <laughs> yeah. the average golfer that actually tracks their score. I was gonna say that was like a low handicap. I would have guessed like twenty five or something like that with everyone. Well, I think that there's a big. I think it's I think closer a big population to twenty twenty five. Yeah, there's a big population that probably doesn't enter their data. I'll let you two answer, and then I have a question. I think there's. I think there's twofold. I think there are definitely courses that are set up in such a way that it does not help get the place of play. Golden Hills. <laughs> I think I think Golden Hills is a good example in, in Columbia. I think even Cobblestone, where we played the uh, the black side, where six, seven, eight, and nine. Yep. Those are very slow holes, and I think every single one of them is an architectural thing. Where if it was different architecturally, then it would be a faster hole. Blind so, tee shot. Yeah, blind tee shots. They're some of short them are long. Three. Yeah, short blind three. A really hard drive. Yeah, I just think it's one of those things where I think you definitely can. Now, all that being said, I definitely know that. I've played in stacks of foursomes that play very quickly and they don't get stacked up at all in that same stretch. So I think it's definitely, there's a, there's definitely conditions that hurt it, but I think ultimately I'm going to say it goes to the player. So I don't know. I don't remember if that's an agree or disagree, but I'm going to say it's on the players, not the course. I'm going to say it's on the course and the players. Ooh, the middle ground, the middle ground, to be honest. I think sometimes amateur golfers search way too long for a ball in the woods or in like grass or anything. Um, Mike used to be that person. Not anymore. He used to spend five minutes looking for a ball instead of just sometimes we'd tell him you don't even have to take a penalty shot because we saw it go in the woods. I don't know why we can't find it. Now, if if my ball goes near the woods, I just like, oh, I'll drop it. Because yeah. I find them all. I, I think it's that's such true. I think it's part of a well, that's part of like a cost thing. Like that gets to a whole nother topic of like, luckily we're getting some cheaper golf balls that aren't as shit as the, as cheap golf balls used to be. Like there's True. like decent True. balls that don't cost $3 a piece. But I do think there are course design. Tee times are too close together. I don't think courses have enough people riding around monitoring. Yeah, I think monitoring is an issue. I think monitoring is an issue, or the guy's riding around, but he never says anything to anyone unless someone brings it up to him. So I just think... Also, I think sometimes courses don't mention it when you pay. Just like some etiquette things, because not every group plays golf all the time. So I think some people just need to be reminded. Yeah, I think that's definitely something, too, where I think there is this stigma around pace of play where it's like, like you're saying... Some people, that might be their first time out there, and they might not even know that's a thing. 
It's exactly. like I I would just think that it's like, hey, like it's on the course to make you aware of it and also to police it. But I think also at the same time, there are people that I know play golf very regularly and you know don't police themselves. And like I think it starts there. But yeah, I kind of agree. I'm I'll go back more middle ground because I think everything you're saying with what the course could do would also it's a, well and honestly it's the same argument in the pros, right? If they just enforce the rule, like the pace of play would not be an issue because mm-hmm. they have rules in place and that they can enforce but they typically don't enforce them. And then it's like, well, is it on that player who plays slow? I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where I think like from reffing, like we were reffing basketball. It's like, you know, what you don't, what you don't call means that you're allowing it. Right. So like in the tour, if they don't enforce pace of play, then you're allowing slow pace of play. And then when you all of a sudden enforce it, people get pissed off. Yeah, you become a bad guy. What? We've been doing this for four months and now you're telling me it's wrong. Also, like slight jab at the refs in the Super Bowl, right? If you let them play for three quarters and twelve minutes and then call call hold on the call hold on the freaking game deciding play, like yeah, people are gonna be a little upset. Yeah, I think that we kinda all have the same same opinion what Pat was saying. Like in the middle. It's it's in the middle. Well I think courses can do a way better job they could have more signage about it i think is like uh it's a way you could go about it monitoring also snack shacks like just more small shacks like if your yeah. clubhouse is not by the turn or like honestly that hole is not close to <laughs> the like cobblestone has that issue right now because the snack shack isn't open yeah that is a lot of time yeah, that you, people have to dr- go down, get something, and then come back. Yeah, 20 like, minutes at the turn. I know, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yes, yeah. And that's not on the people, too. That's on the, 100% on the course. Then that's where you need to have two Bev carts, one on each nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that speeds it up. I think the age of the golfer, I feel like young golfers play fast, middle-aged golfers play slow, and then, like, grandparents, at least both grandpas that I play golf with on Katie's side, you want to talk about fast. I've played 18 holes in two and a half hours with them. Yeah, it's funny. Like, it seems like it's kind of like a bell curve. It's a bell curve. The middle age, like the middle age is definitely the worse than the older. They got to like, take a nap by the time you get to four. It's like you're younger and older. Yeah. Like <laughs> I play so fast. I, I played really well when I played with them because you don't get any practice swings. You literally walk up. You got to hit your ball or otherwise you're walking. No, the whole, be, you're walking the whole par four because these are in the car going. <laughs> I've gotten left multiple times. G Paul's on the move today. Sounds like playing golf with Mike. Oh my gosh. That's why I don't drive. <laughs> I've I literally left people so many times. It's not on purpose, but. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pat. Next one. There's three more topics. Tiger Woods will be a competitive golfer this upcoming year. Yes. I absolutely agree. 100%. Disagree. Send it. Nope. Send it. That's the only take we need. Keep going. I'm just kidding. Disagree. I'll say disagree. All right. I would disagree. Okay. Okay. You heard it here. No, probably not first. There's probably people who've been saying this. You heard it from me today. The first time today you might hear this. Tiger Woods will compete. All right. I will I will say he will top 20 this year. Yeah, I'll be bold and say that too. All right. Next topic. The Masters. He's not going to win. Is not the best major. Disagree. Disagree. Uh-oh. Audie's thinking. Just make a conversation. I'll say agree. It's not the best. I think it's at the same venue every year. And I, so I think that has a lot. Uh, you get so much course familiarity with it as a fan and as a player that it's like that means a lot. And I think the players gets a little bit of help from that, too. But like the other majors don't have that. And I think that hurts them a little bit. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get, which that is also exciting. But it, you know, it has some drawbacks to it. 
I think another thing, too, the Masters has been really forward-leaning when it comes to their coverage, right? So, like, I think they're, they have their own media deals, which I think lets them be a lot more flexible. And I think that creates a lot more excitement around the actual tournament because they get to package it how they want. And it's something that looks and feels different than every other tournament or every other major the rest of the year. It's the best. Oh, wait, wait. Pat, you said it's not the best? It's not, the, not best. the best. Oh, I agree. You agree that it's not the best? Yes. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I switched one. Sorry, what, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? The Masters is the best for people who live in the United States. I think, so overall golf, I just think sometimes the Masters gets a lot of publicity and coverage because it's the first major of the year i think it's in the spring it is really nice that it's at the same course i like the familiarity the coverage but there's just something about the open and the different style of golf that is played at the open versus all the other courses that they play throughout the year in the u.s i don't i feel like augusta it kind of like other courses in the southeast that they play pine straw yeah all these pine trees like the bushes and the azaleas and everything is beautiful. Like the grounds is really beautiful. I also just don't really like majors that are played at clubs that the average person can't play at. That definitely is like kind of a drawback. Super exclusive private of like Augusta just, I think is a little bit of a drawback. I mean, it, it, it leads to the lore of Augusta right? and like the it's fact all the people can't play it. But at the same time, I think it takes a little bit away. I agree. I think being able to say that you can hit a shot that a pro hit, not maybe not as well, mm-hmm. but you hit from the same, you know, same course, same similar spots, whatever. You can see that same hole the way that they would see it as a player, you know, avid golfer. That that is actually really cool, and it's part of you know how we're planning out our golf trips coming up is based on playing some really nice courses, but also trying to get some of those that's like, hey, you get to play where the players play because that that means something too. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. All right, and the last topic. Majors are overrated when defining one's career. I would a agree with that statement. I'd agree with it as well. Oh, man. <laughs> this goes like the Matt Stafford conversation. <laughs> Literally the Matt <laughs> Stafford conversation. Wait, okay. Is Matt Stafford... Is, no. Does he deserve... Okay, no. I agree. All right, so then... Not by same logic, but he's only 34. He, I mean, he has more time. Yeah. If he does more in his career, right. But he's not a Hall of Famer right now. I would say I would also agree. I think, and here's what I'll, I think my thought about this is I think that they do mean a lot and that they definitely, I definitely think that they should hold a lot of weight when talking about one's career. But I think a lot of times in golf circles, it's almost like in every sport, it has a similar issue of like, all we're looking at is how many rings did this person win? And it's like, all right, well, there's a lot more to the sport than just winning at all, right? You can be, super influential and have a great career and not have performed the best at the highest level or at the majors in this case for other reasons and it's like if someone had zero major wins and went had 50 wins in their career like that would be one of the best careers of all time what if you don't have that many wins but you got a lot of top tens and you're fourth on the money list all time i mean that's a great career too but for different reasons like it's the matthew stafford question it's like 
Yeah, Matthew Stafford has a he has a lot of wins. He has a lot of come from behind wins. He's also played forever, right? And like that's something you're gonna see more in golf, right? People are just gonna play forever. Yeah. So it's like some of it is like, hey, we're gonna see guys that have a lot of top tens. We're gonna see guys that have a lot of you know first play or wins, and that's gonna be a lot more than generations in the past. But I think it's also gonna be like, well, look how many much starts they have. Like that's just, I mean, numbers. You're just gonna get there, or you're gonna have golfers like brooks where you got a lot of majors but not as many normal wins or like haven't been i guess he's been on the tour for a bit but just like at least three years ago it was like oh brooks has like five majors but three other wins well i think it's like geez well i think part of it too though it honestly it almost hurts you a little bit right because like there's been so many questions about well, like, why? Like, like it's that's such an abnormal thing. So it's like, why does he win so many majors and nothing else? Like, does he not care about everything else, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, once again, like, but like, <laughs> honestly, the answer might just be, hey, he just played really good those weeks. And it's like, but we put so much emphasis on winning the majors that it's like, we have like, all of a sudden this guy has five, you know, eight wins total and five of them are majors. Yeah. And we're like, how the hell did he do it? It's like, dude, he just did really good for a couple weeks out of a couple years. I, I mean, I agree. I think, um, Having majors define a character like one's career, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of tough. But at the same time, like winning five is winning a major better than winning like five, I guess, matches a year. Like, would you rather take the five wins or one major? And I think I would take the five wins. Money wise, I'd take the five wins. Um, I'd take the five wins for being invited to a bunch of other tournaments for a while. Yeah, I would take five wins over one major, but I. I think that's a number, like, five wins is something that's, like, pretty impressive to do in a single yeah, year, though. Yeah. What about three? Three wins or one major? Which one are you taking? Well, then the it's major. Like, which three tournaments are you winning? It's, yeah. All right, you, all... get a win. you get a win one of either the players or the WM Open, and then you just get two, like, terrible wins in September. I mean, I'd probably take the three. Yeah, you win, like, one mid-tier and two lower tiers. I'd take the three wins, though. Oh, so you're Ricky. Ricky 2017. I think I would. I think for me, the number like three is the teetering point where I would probably take yeah. one. I'd probably take the major at that point. But like if you, three and a four, five, anything above that, I think I'm taking the wins. I take I take a major one of my seasons just so I could just play it till I'm like 90. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. <laughs>